because there's, there's, there's two major problems with that. It, it, it's natural thinking. That's not God at all. There's no, there's no biblical evidence for that thinking. All that they're thinking is, is that's what they see around them now. And so they just naturally assume, well, that's what they'll see in, the, in God's new earth. We'll have exactly the same thing. But in fact, there are, there are two major problems with that type of thinking. One of the first major problems that we encounter with, with regards to that type of thinking, is that when God creates the new earth, none of this world's infrastructure will be present. There will be nothing there that we know. It will, none of what we experience now will be there. Won't be there. Just won't be there. Because God won't create. There won't be sports stadiums. There won't, won't be science labs. There won't be art galleries. There won't be movie houses. There won't be highways. There won't be motor vehicles. There won't be uh, airplanes. There won't be ships. And obviously, there's no sea anymore. Um, there will be no businesses. There will be nothing that we experience in this life. There will be no uh, satellites. There will be no television. There will be no radio. Um, whatever you can think of, there'll be no shopping malls, no newspapers, no factories, no internet, um, no schools, no universities, there will be no churches. Everything that we know here won't be there because when God creates it new, He creates it without that. All of that that I've just named to you now is all man-made. And man has, cre has created factories and man has created highways and man has created aeroplanes and satellites and all that kind of stuff um, not God you say well God gave us the knowledge to do that yes he did but we need to just back up a little bit and, and understand the new earth and the inhabitants thereof don't forget it's a different species that will inhabit the new earth and so Getting back to the actual physical creation, when God creates the new earth, none of this infrastructure will be present. God will not create the new earth with highways and motor vehicles and factories and all that. He won't do that. He will create the new earth as he created the first earth. Perfect, don't forget, when God created the first earth, it was perfect, there was nothing wrong with it. And God's gonna create the new earth in exactly the same manner. Okay, so that's the first problem that we have if we think going forward, okay, whatever we see here, that's what we'll see there. We'll have sports, we'll have art, we'll have entertainment, we'll have all of the, the stuff that we're used to here, television, the whole 2D, we'll have it on there. Ah, uh -uh, not going to be there. God won't create that. Um, and so yeah, that's the one aspect. The second problem with that kind of thinking, again, is now the inhabitants of God's new earth. Because, again, who are they going to be? It will be the children who are in heaven today. Now, the children who are in heaven today, obviously, that we said they will be adults when they do uh, inhabit God's new earth. But those children have no knowledge of this life. They just don't, they've not been exposed to it. They've grown up in heaven. And in heaven... There are no sports stadiums. There's no science laboratories up there. There are no universities up there. There's no factories up there. There's no airplanes flying around. There's no satellites. There's no television. There's no radio. Nothing of this life exists in heaven. Now, I know there are a lot of people that lie that they go to heaven and they see this life 
in heaven. That's not true. We've already, I touched on it, that uh, God has been completely silent in his scriptures about what heaven is like. But we do know this, that it's completely different to this life. It doesn't, because um, God is very plain about the issue, that we're not to, as saints, not to love the things of this world, for everything that's in the world is not of God, the Father. Uh, John, a writing, teaches us that. And so, the children of God, think about a, a child who has died in the womb, has had absolutely no exposure to this life, has lived their entire life, and well, for quite a few thousand years, a lot of them, just in heaven. That's all they know. And don't forget, God says they have no knowledge of good and evil. And so they come to inhabit God's new earth that he creates for them. And even those children who have been exposed to this world system before they died, because you know some of them died at the age of 12, whatever, and so they have had some exposure to it, their memory of it will be completely done away with. Our Lord said to us that... Uh, will no longer remember this current earth, Isaiah 65, 17. And so that's the, the new earth will be without any of this world's infrastructure present. The inhabitants that God will place on the new earth will have no knowledge of this world's infrastructure and the way this world functions. Okay, so that's the, the starting block of the new world. So... People say, okay, well then God will want the saints, because it's only the saints and the children of God that will go into the new earth. No one else. All of the unbelievers, that 80 billion, will be in the lake of fire. So people say, okay, well God will then want the saints, the church, to educate the children of God into the way that this world system operated and introduce it there so that they will adopt that world system so they will then start taking up sports and arts and entertainment and business and build airplanes and highways and um, no that's not God's intention at all and let's have a look at some scripture because again the strong correlation between the inhabitants of the God's new earth and the inhabitants of his first earth when I say that I'm talking about Adam and Eve before they sin. That's the correlation between the two. The environment and also the innocence. Remember, Adam and Eve had no knowledge of good and evil. Everything was perfect back then. And it's going to be the same again going forward. Let's have a look at scripture along that line. Genesis chapter 3, verse 8 to 11. That's why I say... Um, you know, you, if you've got natural thinking, you're going to really struggle with the concept of what the new earth is going to be like because it's not what is taught. You know, there's such a lot of popular teaching out there that we're going to have all of the great stuff going forward. Uh, our fleshly desires will really be, it's not going to be like that at all. Anyway, Genesis 3, 8 to 11 says, and, the, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, 
And I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, this is God speaking, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you shall not eat? And so this is now God speaking about his creation. Now again, let's go back to the, the point because as I'm saying as I say to you now, um, the children of God will have no knowledge of this world system. So people will say, okay, well the saints of God will now educate them as to how this world operates so they can operate in that. No, not at all. God has decreed how his creation will function and what he has given them to operate in. Go back to the Garden of Eden. God decreed that Adam and Eve would live in the Garden of Eden in a perfect environment. Now, they walked around naked. God had no problem with their nakedness. He created them that way. Adam and Eve had no problem with their nakedness. That's all they knew. They had no knowledge of anything else. And everything was absolutely simplistic and perfect. It was a perfect environment until something happened. What happened? Somebody came along and said to Adam and Eve, there is more to life than what you guys know. And we know who that was. That was Satan. And we know he's outcome. So God was not very appreciative of Satan coming along to his creation and telling them there's more to what you than what God is telling you. More to life than what you're, you're experiencing now. And so Adam was intrigued. The Bible says Eve was deceived. Adam wasn't. Adam was intrigued. He said, well, okay, well, I want this more that you're talking about. And so we know all about what happened after that. So in this exactly the same manner, God will not be very, as he was not very appreciative of Satan disrupting his creation back then, so he will not be very appreciative of any of his saints disrupting his creation going forward. And so what God will decree for his creation going forward is what they will be very comfortable with. Not comfortable, they will be, yeah, they'll be living in a perfect environment. And so we mustn't think in our natural thinking, well, we, you know, we like television here. So God, we want television in the new earth. And if it's not there, we'll show the children of God just how to make television. No. Um, the new earth, those inhabitants will, ex will be living in the environment that God decrees for them. And they will be absolutely at home in that environment. Now, obviously, no saint will do what Satan did and try and teach the children of God something that God has not decreed for them. That won't happen, obviously. And so no saint will follow after Satan's example and disrupt the creation of God. And so it's, it's in that mindset that we need to understand what the new earth will actually be like, what life on the new earth will be like. As I say, it, it takes, you have to give it some thought. You have to give it the Holy Spirit time to get your mind renewed along this line because this life is not of God. Uh, you know, I know that a lot of people, the golfers especially, are going to take a lot of strain because there's no golf courses going forward. And so they're really going to be all upset about that. But nevertheless, um, the saints won't be like, obviously, 
our minds will be completely renewed by then. So we won't think along those lines. And I just wanted to explain the very fact that the children of God will be completely oblivious to what this life is like. And so they will be very uh, happy with the life that God will prescribe for them going forward. You say, well, will they walk around naked like Adam and Eve? No. Okay, God has prescribed something different. And we're going to go through the, what the scripture actually does say along that line as to what God has prescribed for them. So in that light, we need to, from now we can look at what scripture says, what the Bible says about what life on God's new earth will be like um, for the children of God going forward. And uh, we'll, st we'll start off on, on, because there's a fair amount of ground to cover, but we'll start off on a couple of points and then we'll close off the teaching for today. The first one we pick up is in Isaiah chapter 11, verse nine, uh, 6 to 9. It says, The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, the young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. And the nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole, and the weaned child shall put his hand into the viper's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And so it's only in God's new earth that this prophetic word comes to pass. Even in our Lord's millennial reign, if you go back and you look at the series I did on the, the millennial reign of Christ, this prophetic word doesn't come to pass because carnivores remain carnivores during our Lord's millennial reign, while beasts remain wild. But in God's new earth, that all changes. And this prophetic word then comes to pass. For the first time, uh, okay, let me correct that statement, not for the first time. What happens is, is that God now reverts his creation back to the way he originally created it. And that is in the Garden of Eden again. Because if you go to the Garden of Eden and you look at Genesis 1.30, that's exactly what transpired. The lion was eating straw like the ox. There were no carnivores in God's creation up front when God first created uh, the, the earth. Now those, those animals all ate straw like the, like the ox. And so there, was, there were no wild animals back then. So all that God is going to do is now is going to revert creation back to the way he originally intended it to be. And so there will only be tame animals in God's new creation. There will no longer be any wild animals. Um, because the Bible talks about these children playing with today are considered to be extremely dangerous animals. Vipers and cobras and lions, um, you know, animals that <laughs> you, you, you don't get too close to. Um, even adults, I'm not talking about children now. But in God's new earth, different. In God's new earth, there is no such thing as a wild animal. There is no such thing as a carnivore anymore. All carnivores will now, at that time, revert to becoming herbivores once again, as God originally intended. Isaiah 65, 17-25 says, For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered to come to mind. Don't forget, God will erase all memory of what this world is like. So nobody will go into the new age, even the saints, and think, Oh, 
Remember all the golf courses we had? Why, why doesn't God create some golf courses for us? Ah, we won't remember that. We'll be very comfortable with the new that God is creating. This old will be done away with. Uh, I know there's a lot of guys get very upset about that, but there's nothing I can do about that. Take it up with God. Verse 25, the wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, and dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. And so very clearly, um, all wild animals will become tame. They will be like docile lambs when they interact with uh, the, the, the children of God, including the little children of God, um, because it's just going to be a perfect, perfect environment. Um, and I'm going to end the teaching on that point today because, as I say, there's quite a, a lot of ground we need to cover now as to what Scripture actually tells us our life will be like on God's new earth. But I just needed to get over that initial hurdle, which is that people look at what we have in this life and they're just naturally... I mean, there's, there are some very um, popular books that have been written um, which have sold millions of copies. Uh, and, you know, those books say, you know, that there's going to be all of the, what we have here in this life is just going to be there in the, in the new age and the new world that God's going to create, new earth God's going to create. It's just going to be perfect, but it's going to be all out there again. And no, it won't. Not going to be there. Um, all that you see in this life now, not going to be there. In, not all of it, okay? No, I, I need to qualify. We'll get into some of this. But it's going to be a very simplistic lifestyle um, because God never created man to go work in factories and uh, things like that. You know, think about Adam and Eve. J just on the one aspect, and I, it was never God's intention that Adam and Eve and, and that lifestyle went through all eternity. They could have gone through all eternity, but that wasn't God's intention. But just think about one aspect. Had Adam and Eve continued... Uh, up to, to today there's one in industry we wouldn't know anything about and that's the clothing industry it wouldn't even be in existence okay but that's not that's just a, a very small little aside to just give you an idea of the simplicity of life that really does uh, pertain to the kingdom of God this life is a very complicated life to live in a very complicated life is and it gets more complicated and more hectic as we head into the close of the age. Because um, don't forget, knowledge increases. Our Lord prophesied that. He said knowledge will increase. And so the, the lifestyle of man has become far more pressurized than 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 500 years ago. The simplistic life of 1,000 years ago, they say, okay, but it was a hard life. Yes, it was, but it was very simplistic. And take the hardness away and leave the simplicity there and you have a, a more pleasant lifestyle. Here, our lives are easier. It's easier to switch on a light and electricity uh, comes on than to um, light a fire, I suppose. But to switch on a light and electricity comes on, somebody had to go work in factories. Somebody had to go dig in the ground. Somebody had to do all of that and lay care. All of that had to be done. And as, as I say, I mean, there's just hectic, hectic, hectic for this life. And uh, a lot more people die from cancer and all that kind of stuff nowadays because of stress, heart attacks, because of stress. Why? 
because the lifestyle is completely stressful in its environment. And so God's going to revert it all back to the simplicity that He originally designed it to be. But we'll get into it in more detail. So we're going to have the teacher in a minute.